0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, Hello. Hello. I like that. that, that happens a couple of times when I've been doing these shows and I've always enjoyed it. Welcome to Stand Up Tragedy. My name's Dave and I'll be your host this evening. I'm very pleased that you can all join me down here at the Leicester Square Theatre. This is our big finale, the last of five shows that we've done down here. The tragedy will live on. The podcasts from this night will continue through June, maybe even beyond that and I hope to do occasional podcast extras over the coming months but the big plan currently is to try and take this show up to Edinburgh in 2013. So now to play out the first half of the show, with the first of three songs that she'll be playing tonight, it's my great pleasure to welcome the fantastic singer-songwriter Grace Petrie to the stage. Uh, Yes, my name is Grace Petrie, Um, I write songs
1: Uh, A couple of years ago I started writing songs about the government because I don't like them very much. Um, I'm part of what is lovingly referred to as a jilted generation, uh, which means my future is going to be very poor. (laughs) And in uh, pursuit of trying to be a uh, professional musician, um, myself and my girlfriend moved back in with uh, her parents. Uh, So I wrote this song um, that was meant to be a love song for her about the tempestuous relationship between economics and love uh, and it ended up being called Maggie Thatcher's Dream so it goes like this <laughs> I could forgive you if you thought you've been sold sure I'm a bad investment of the RBS saw working around the clock to try and raise my stock Do you regret getting in my boat when we're trying to stay afloat? And I've the buoyancy of a northern rock When I looked at the big picture saw the rich getting richer When I tried to play the long game I was on the losing team Can I be some middle class and still end up on my ass? Is this an economic nightmare or just Maggie Thatcher's dream? Not enough money in the bank, Not enough petrol in the tank When this month's overdraft fees are gonna bring me to my knees I've got the City Boys bonuses to thank Another charge to the list Another direct debit list When the latest petrol prices fuel my private credit crisis So I know this ain't no way to exist But when I looked at the big picture, saw the rich getting richer. When I tried to play the long game, I was on the losing team. Does my whole life just amount to what's in my bank account? Is this my credit rating nightmare or just a capitalist's dream? When greed and ambition went and formed a coalition. such thing as big society and no one on my team. When there's no one left to vote for are we all in the same boat or is that just a crazy optimist singing socialism's dream? And I know you'd live with me my darling in a cardboard box but I'd rather build you a castle with doors and locks. Something to own, something to call our home Foundations made of stone And I almost had it you long On a completely separate note, I have some CDs for sale <laughs> 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 Which I'll be selling in the interval <laughs> On with my song about my financial ruin <laughs> When I looked at the big picture, saw the rich getting richer When I tried to play the long game, I was on the losing team Can I be so middle class when I can't afford the gas? Is this my economic nightmare or just Maggie Thatcher's dream?
0: Get a drink, buy a CD, but don't don't inform the venue particularly about that because they're supposed to take 20% of any merchandise of <laughs> Keep that quiet. There's no merchandise being sold down here, just people swapping things. Okay, get a drink, have a cigarette. Ten minutes, we're starting again. Okay. Okay, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, if you could take your seats again. We're going to be getting some more people coming from the smoking area, but we don't have time to wait for them. So, now we have a bleak and brooding fairy tale from the storyteller, (coughs) Steffi Harrop. Wherever she is, there she is.
2: Hello, I'm Steffi, I'm a storyteller, and I should just say before I start, not all fairy tales have happy endings. So don't sue me. You were warned. Anyone who thinks they can't cope, there's the door, there's the bar. I won't take it personally. But for those of you who are feeling brave, there was once a merchant in the city of London. Maybe you've heard of the city of London. It's a big place, grimy. And there was a merchant there. And he was rich. Now, he hadn't always been rich. When he was young, he had been dirt poor. But he was obsessed. He was all about wanting and having, getting and keeping, and so by the time he was in the middle of his life, he was stinking disgustingly rich, rich enough to buy a high, handsome house in the middle of the city, rich enough, I hope there aren't any romantics in the room, rich enough to buy himself a wife, (laughs) and not just any wife, a lady. A lady who wore a fine gold chain around her neck. Now you'd think with a house with the wife he'd be happy he could chill out, he'd relax, play some golf, but no this man was obsessed wanting and getting having and keeping and it got worse as he got older so soon he reached the stage where the sight of a copper coin in another man's hand actually caused him pain. I know and If the sight of a copper coin in another man's hand caused him pain then how do you think he felt, this merchant, this miser, when he saw gold, precious gleaming gold, wasted on a chain to hang around a lady's neck? It drove him crazy, it drove him wild and one night he couldn't stand it anymore. He stood up and he reached out and he tore that golden chain from his wife's neck. And she, being a lady and not used to being physically attacked, she fell down. And because she was very highly strong, in falling, she died. (laughs) It's a fairy tale. These things happen. (laughs) She was buried in a quiet churchyard in the middle of the grimy city of London. But she left behind her a daughter. And that daughter grew up in a high, handsome house in the middle of the city, with just a box of her mother's old clothes for company, and a mind that moved like a clock ticking in an empty room. And so time passed, as time sometimes does, I don't know if you've noticed that. And as time passed, the merchant started to have bad dreams. It was It was as if someone was creeping into his bedroom in the middle of the night and whispering into his ear that there were men just outside in the dark, in the shadows. Men, thieves, robbers, burglars who would take advantage of any unlocked door, any unbarred window, any crack in his defences and they would be in his house. They would be rifling through his strong box, they would be going through his money. night the merchant would wait trembling dripping with cold sweat having palpitations he would get up and pad around the house in his nightshirt checking doors were all locked windows all barred then one night he had a different dream one night he dreamed that his young wife stood at the foot of his bed as lovely as the day when they had been married and she smiled And she came close and she whispered in the merchant's ear and then the merchant smiled too and then she bent down and kissed him on the cheek. The very next day the merchant, he left his house, he went to that tiny churchyard in the middle of the city and he knelt down at her grave. And all the neighbours thought, "Wow, we thought he was a right old sod, but you know, maybe he's not heart after all. Maybe this is going to be one of those heartwarming stories where he gives all his money to orphans and stuff." It's not, <laughs> but that's what they thought. <laughs> because what they couldn't see was that as the merchant knelt at his wife's grave, he moved aside a little piece of soil, and into the hole, he tipped a handful of golden coins. And then he covered them up again, and was gone. Every day for a year, the merchant went to the churchyard. He kneeled down at his wife's grave, and he hid a few more golden coins there. Every day for a year. And on the last day of the year, he put his last handful of coins into the cold, dark earth, covered it over, and then thought, Now I'm safe. No one will ever find my gold and rob me now. (laughs) And even as he thought that, the sun started to set over the city and the day grew dim. And suddenly, stepping out from behind her own grave, there she was again, his young wife, beautiful as the day they had been married. And she bent down again and she kissed him coldly on the cheek and she smiled. And the merchant with trembling fingers held out a golden chain and she took it and disappeared into the darkness and the merchant turned and walked away and so he didn't see his daughter wiping the flour from off her cheek and her hands <laughs> and rubbing a bit of mud from off the hem of her mother's dress and bending down and starting to dig the gold out of the grain <laughs> and fill her pockets. Now, people will tell you different things. Some people will tell you that she took ship that night for Paris and she danced and she drank and her life, though short, sadly, was brilliant and dazzling. There are those who will tell you that they saw her as an old woman in her box at the opera surrounded by handsome young men and covered in diamonds, which is the only way to go to the opera. But there are those who say, that the next morning in the city of London there was a woman who walked all by herself. And every time she met a man with no work, a woman with too many children to feed, or a child wandering, lost, she would take a gold coin out of her pocket and hand it over. And when at last there were no more coins left, She took a fine golden chain and dropped it into the hand of a shivering child who looked up with wide, confused eyes. Was this lady crazy? And then she turned the corner. And then she was gone.
0: Find more about Steffi at www.steffiharrop.co.uk. We have a set from Alexander Cameron. He's already on the stage. Give him a round of applause.
3: Thank you.
4: I was young when I left home, and I've been out rambling round, and I never wrote a letter to my home, to my home, oh to my home. the other day I was drinking out my pain when I met an old friend I used to know Said your mother's dead and gone Your baby sister's all gone wrong And your daddy needs you bone right away Not a shirt on my back Not a penny to my name And I can't go home this way This way Oh Lord, this way And I can't go home this way If you miss the train, I'm on I count the days i gone, you will hear that whistle blow a hundred miles, a hundred miles, oh honey babe, you will hear that whistle blow a hundred miles. and it's called The Demon Lover.
0: Um, Well, now for something completely different Uh, and also something that I'd always hoped for but uh, I never actually expected anyone to do and to be able to find. Um, We're going to have Improv Greek Tragedy. (laughs) And they're going to be doing it again tomorrow at the Slapdash International Festival of Improvisation at the Nursery. So could you put your hands together for the one, the only, Improv Greek Tragedy!
3: To extemporize in 15 minutes an entire Greek classical drama in the, mo- in the mode of Aeschylus, Sophocles, or Euripides. Ladies and gentlemen, are you all happy? Yeah. Yeah. Yes! Yes, you're all happy! I, can I see you? Raise your hands if you are happy. There's a lady here, lady here with both hands up. You, you, you regard yourself as happy. Foolish mortal, none but the gods on <laughs> Olympus are happy. The <laughs> lives of all mortals are doomed to suffering, death, and degradation. Can I have your name, please, madam? Kate. 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 And uh, what do you do for a living, Kate?
4: I don't. You don't. You have a life of. <laughs> and you,
3: you have a. Do you have a family that you. Uh, you exactly. have? So so you're, have you're an empty life. What what do, what do no what you must do something with your with your time instead of your garden your gar- gardener? Creator <laughs> of a gardener. And what's, what's the best thing about being a gardener? Plants. The plants. <laughs> the plants. Nothing nothing better than the plants. <laughs> what do you do when you're not when you're not gardening? Shh. She gazed. Is this your is this your husband? No. Is your fella?
4: No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. We have gone to someone no, else. This is this
3: fun? You, you, if you have love in your life. Oh God. No. And who is it?
4: Several. <laughs> 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 Ladies and gentlemen, we would, we would, we would hate
3: for the, any tragedy to befall your happy life. So this is not a tragedy ab- about you, Kate. Good. This is a tragedy about somebody called Kate, <laughs> <laughs> who loves to garden, is particularly loved uh, with plants, and has a secret love in her life, <laughs> Ah, I am sweet maidenly Demeter, goddess of all that is fertile, and I am so proud to see sweet Kate raise up my children. And yet, She makes the plants grow so high, so high as almost to challenge the gods themselves. We shall see what befalls of this green-thumbed Kate. Cease this This drought drought that that has caused great
4: (laughs) suffering (laughs) upon
3: this This garden.
4: Garden. Oh, we the flowers
3: call on you Demeter,
0: save us.
4: Save us! Save us! Ah,
5: I, Kate of famous London, live in my garden night and day, for I love it so, so much. My heart is bigger even than Zeus's for the love I have in my garden. Behold my plants! Behold how they reach high into the sky. Their tiny little <laughs> tendrils growing stronger by the day, stronger into the light that Apollo shines down upon my fine garden.
3: Oh, Kate, it is I, your secret lover, who must not be named.
5: Do not name yourself, secret lover, because it is better to be silent when.
3: I am concerned, Kate, that you feel that your watering of the garden may compete with Zeus himself.
5: Compete with Zeus himself? Why, yes. (gasps) Of course. (laughs) Zeus is the greatest of the gods, verily. But am I not the greatest of all the gardeners?
3: Greatest among gardeners only, but not immortals.
5: (laughs) Immortals. What do immortals know of gardening? I, I have All things
3: must die, even plants, even mortals. Do not outstrip yourself. Let us die, Kate, let us die.
5: Foolish plants, I have hands (laughs) that are greener even than you.
3: (laughs) Oh, Kate, I pray that this will end well.
5: Of course it will end well, for I have power beyond your imagining.
3: Rain will always fall. Rain will come again to our garden. (coughs) The sun at the moment puts its dry, moistulous self across our
4: features.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So much light will come. When one mortal sends themselves to rival the gods, what else can come of it?
5: Only death and suffering. Only Only death
3: death and suffering. Death that is just, I must come to all. Death, Death which is mighty and must crush even the highest. Death, Death. that brigets new life.
5: Death that destroys <coughs> everything <laughs> completely. Death. 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 Death.
4: Death. <coughs> <coughs>
3: where is the stranger they call Kate where is the gardener of this land for I bring her grave news
5: I am Kate of famous London and I stand here in my garden this great place which I have made myself
3: Alas, your gardening, it has caused a blight across the rest of the land. For while the rains of Zeus fall blentifully upon your land, our gardens elsewhere across London are suffering a terrible (laughs) blight. (laughs) 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 gardens across London.
5: Gardens across London suffering a blight? It cannot be so. My garden itself does not suffer.
3: We are fat but others starve. Others starve. <laughs> oh oh silence
5: foolish plants you know not of what you speak the power i have in my hands so green before me
3: those hands will do more damage than good
5: ridiculousness
4: <laughs> my hands can
5: only grow nothing bad can come from these is that not so
3: The hands of man are mighty
5: The hands of man are mighty, true
3: Truth is for the gods to craft, not for men Crafting is the business of all, but only the gods may craft, true craft
4: the <laughs> <laughs> oh, that
5: was given to mortals may be misused.
3: Misused like the pellet that kills the slug may also kill the cat
4: <laughs> oh. and the cat
3: may wander in a woozy way before finally falling dead
0: behind the garden shed.
5: Dead like the corpses of the harpy's victims in the total misery of something that was really horrid in the old days of which we all know.
4: <laughs> we all know. We all know.
3: What wretched work has been done here? This man lies dead.
5: Why, that man there is my own true love.
3: (gasps) You realize your own secret now?
5: Yes, the secret that must not be spoken of, for it is good to keep a secret, (laughs) Simon.
3: But not so good to keep a secret that one may lose his own face.
5: (laughs) No face! No face, my love! your body and face for which I need to love you, for you in your hideousness are not to be loved.
3: <laughs> and three faces of misery you see now instead of that which you loved in secret.
5: Silence plants, you speak of things that hurt my heart and cause it to shrink and grow no more. <laughs>
3: Such is the fate of men who strive too far, for much as your plants grow high, your heart grows small. (laughs) For much as your heart grows high, your plants grow small.
0: As I said at the start, I'm hoping to take this show to Edinburgh in 2013. There's a donation button on the site if you want to try and help me do that. If anyone wants to be part of my team or to offer me any advice, please contact me about it. Yuri at www.shavenravendesigns.co.uk Made the logo and the posters. So she's looking for your custom, Yuri is, and she has excellently reasonable prices. So find her if you wish. Please tell people about it. There's still going to be podcasts, probably a few more London shows in the run-up to the 2013 festival and we'll be maintaining a social media presence. We have stand-up tragedy hoodies, which is too hot to wear today to demonstrate, t-shirts, which it's cool enough to wear, mugs, badges, dog coats and even underwear that you can buy from the website for a really expensive amount of money, (laughs) a sliver of which will come to me and the show in fact. Because uh, I won't keep it, I'll spend it on the show. To donate and to see past and future tragedy, go to www.standuptragedy.co.uk. And we're releasing extracts from all the nights, as I said. It's free podcast available through iTunes, SoundCloud, and the Stitcher smart radio app. Wow, there you go, some music. So this is the intro for our last song from Stand Up Tragedy. It's going to be sung by the Reactionaries. Hopefully it's also going to be sung by all of you. Now, we've lost a few people to trains and lateness and stuff like that and smoking. Oh, we'll hope to all sing much louder. Dry your eyes, it's time to go. Dry
2: your eyes, it's the
0: end of the show. Dry your eyes, it's time to go. It's time to go, it's time to go, come on we can do better than that, this is the last night, it's time Time to to go, go. there's not even any notes, it's just kind of saying it, it's time to go,
4: the tragedy is over, so let's all leave Together, the tragedy is over. So let's all leave.